to our October 23rd uh, City Commission meeting. Thank you all for being here tonight. As with all of our meetings, we start with a prayer and pledge. And tonight I'm going to call on Commissioner Doss. Commissioner Doss, if you'd like to join us in prayer, please stand. Please pray with me. Father, thank you for the opportunity to live in such a wonderful community like Rome and Floyd County. And Lord, we just ask for your spirit in everything we do. A special prayer for our city employees and our military abroad and everyone. Lord, we need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Address the flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Mayor Stevenson? Here. Commissioner Cochran? Here. Bojo? Here. Beeman? Here. Dawes? Here. Quick? Here. Askew? Here. Collins? Here. McDaniel? Here. Okay, thank you. We have everyone present tonight. Uh, I hope you all have had a chance to, to view the minutes of our last meeting, October 9th. There were no additions or corrections that will stand to prove it's common consent. Tonight we do have a proclamation, and I'm going to call on Commissioner Dows. I've got Michelle here with me. Michelle, what's your title? Um, I'm the president-elect of Rhoda Shalom Congregation. Awesome. Glad to have you here with us tonight. Whereas on October 7th, 2023, the terrorist group Hamas launched a surprise attack from Gaza on multiple civilian population centers in southern Israel. And whereas at least 1,400 Israelis, mostly civilians, were massacred by terrorists, including civilians brutally tortured and murdered in their homes and youngsters gunned down at a music festival thousands more wounded, and whereas among those who were killed, Israeli Lieutenant Colonel J.R. Davidoff, who was in Rome in 2022 as part of the Georgia-Israel Law Enforcement Exchange, and Yahav Winner, a young Israeli filmmaker who was slated to visit <coughs> Rome in November for the Rome International Film Festival, and whereas terrorists kidnapped and dragged into Gaza men, women, children, toddlers, and infants, whereas the United States Department has confirmed that dozens of Americans were killed or taken hostage in these attacks, whereas the United States and Israel have long been close allies, long been close allies. With a strong bipartisan support, Whereas the city of Rome unequivocally condemned the Hamas terrorist attacks, stands with Israel's right to defend. Oh, it's starting to shake. This is serious business. Okay. Defend itself against the terrorist organization Hamas and extend its unwavering support to all innocent people, regardless of their nationality or faith. 
And whereas the city of Rome unequivocally rejects anti-Semitism and all other forms of racism, religious intolerance, and other prejudices both here in Rome, Georgia, and around the world. Now, therefore, be it resolved that on behalf of the Rome City Commission, Sunday Stevenson, our mayor, has signed that the city of Rome do hereby condemn Hamas terrorism and support the defense of Israel. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I just want to thank you. I am very honored to accept this proclamation on behalf of the Consulate General of Israel to the Southeast and the Jewish community of Rome, Georgia. Members of the Rodef Shalom congregation are very proud to be part of this outstanding community. have several registered guests and first guest I'm going to call up Mr. Christopher McKellar. Please if you would give us your name and just your address. Name and street address? Address, yes. Okay. Christopher McKellar, 13 Bayberry Court in Ackworth. Chris, you'll mind. Use that mic pretty closely. Okay. Try to get on here. All right. So uh, my name is Christopher McKellar, a partner with Malden and Jenkins, the external auditors for the city of Rome. And I'm here to present the results of the audit for uh, the fiscal year ended December 31st, 2022. Uh, you should have before you uh, the auditor's discussion and analysis. Uh, this gives um, some financial information, uh, the results of the audit, and then some required communications. Um, and the annual comprehensive financial report is on the city's website. So if you'll flip over to uh, page two. This gives some information about Malden and Jenkins. As you can see there, we audit over 650 governments throughout the southeast, uh, 13 offices across five states, and we have over 135,000 uh, staff hours that's devoted to uh, our governmental clients. On page four, this is the results of the audit. Uh, as you can see, the uh, financial statements are the responsibility of management, and our responsibility as external auditors is to issue an opinion uh, based on our audit about the fair presentation of the financial statements. Uh, uh, Madam Mayor, if I, if I may interject, the Chairman of Finance, uh, I think all the commissioners have heard all your analysis. If you want to give us a, if that's all right finance people and then take on any questions from any of the commission that I like general public this is an open meeting and the public hasn't heard it okay no speaking to the microphone all right yeah. go ahead um, and 
So what I'm sure you all would like to know is how did the city do? Uh, we did issue an unmodified or clean opinion, and this means the financial statements presented fairly in all material respects. Um, one thing that I like to point out is the city did prepare an annual uh, comprehensive financial report. Uh, this goes above and beyond what is required um, of the financial statements. So this includes the introductory section where you have the organizational chart, list of principal officials, um, and the letter of transmittal. It also includes a statistic statistical section uh, this gives a 10-year history of various ratios, uh, whether it be financial ratios, uh, debt, or operating information. Uh, one thing I also like to point out is uh, the management discussion and analysis is basically a summary of the total 150-plus page annual uh, comprehensive financial report. So if you're not going to read uh, all of it, that would be a good place to start. So we did have two compliance reports, uh, what we call a yellow book report, which is uh, a report that tests the city's internal controls uh, and compliance with laws and then a single audit report which looks at the uh, federal expenditures and the uh, internal controls surrounding those uh, along with the compliance with uh, laws and grant agreements. On page 10, uh, this is some of our required communications. Uh, I certainly won't go through all of these, but I'll point out a couple. Um, we had no disagreements with management. Um, the Tony and the rest of the finance department, they do a great job of having everything ready for us when we show up uh, to make it a smooth audit. Uh, any questions that we have about account balances, uh, they're available to provide those uh, answers for us. Um, and there were no significant issues discussed with management uh, throughout the audit. On page 12, uh, we had no uncorrected misstatements or, or past adjustments, which they're often referred to. So all adjustments that were noted have been posted and are included in the annual uh, comprehensive financial report. Uh, we are independent of the city, which is required by AICPA standards and is what you would want from your external auditor. On uh, beginning on page 14, uh, you know, there are several uh, GASB pronouncements that are coming out, which is the Governmental Accounting Standards Board, uh, which requires certain pronouncements to be implemented. Um, and one that I would like to point out is GASB statement number 96, which is subscription based information technology arrangements. That's similar to the leasing standard that was implemented for fiscal year 22 except this is related to IT arrangements or uh, software subscriptions. Um, so something that will be implemented next year, uh, which very well could increase the long-term assets and long-term liabilities. Uh, and I think that's all I have for you, unless there are any other 
uh, questions that I can answer for you. Do we have any questions from the commission? Hearing none. Okay. I, I, actually, I do have, just, I do on, have one <coughs> related to Yellow Book mm -hmm. internal control. Can you expand on precisely what internal controls means? So what we're looking at is um, internal controls surrounding uh, account balances. So, you know, if, if there's a material adjustment that we are required to make, um, that shows a breakdown in internal controls. Uh, and we noted no um, entries that we found that management didn't identify for us prior to us auditing the balances. So we had no uh, significant deficiencies or material weaknesses. Um, one other thing that comes out is material noncompliance. So if there's noncompliance with any law and it's material, we are required to report that in the Yellow Book report. So, so, but the Yellow Book report doesn't necessarily address internal controls between management and the commission? No, it does not. Okay. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I'd just like to say this is, um, I'm in the eighth year on the city commission, and um, what I have found <clears throat> since I've been on the city commission uh, is a financial uh, management division that is, has been very well run. Uh, my background is in higher education. I was college president for 15 years. Um, we had more employees than the city of Rome got. I don't think our budget was that big. But consistently, um, we have had clean audits. And I want to say thank you to Tony Reinhardt and her staff. This isn't easy, but I appreciate the job that you do and uh, your entire staff. I hope you'll pass that along to your staff. And I want to thank Sammy Rich for working with that group. Um, I, there are entities in the city of Rome whose budgets I do worry about. Um, I sit on the finance committee along with uh, former Mayor Collins and former Mayor Doss. Uh, and I can tell you I've never walked away from a finance committee meeting with doubts about how our budget was uh, managed. And I appreciate the work you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, do we have any other questions for Mr. McHale? I don't have a question, but I'd like to comment, please. Okay, is it directed to Mr. McKellar? Go ahead. Uh, well, first I'd ask my finance director if you would please stand, Ms. Tony, and thank you for all your hard work. And Craig pretty much said just about everything I was wanting to say, and uh, I'll just follow him up. I had asked Tony earlier this week, we had some discussion about the hard copy that you got with Tony and put out, and I hope that all the commissioners had a chance to get one and have pretty much opportunity to go through that and see if you have any further questions before our next finance committee. But I want to just commend you on the job that you do for the city of Rome, as well as having you here today, Christian, as our guest. And I know with the many different departments that Mr. Manager has, this cannot be easy. And the questions that sometime are brought forth cannot be easy to answer, especially just coming here as our guest and going through it. As you said this evening, you do not have all the answers. I 
I know, Tony, you do all you possibly can. And to you, Mr. Rich, I would say to you that we appreciate the efforts. Thank you, Commissioner. All that you do. And again, thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Anything else from any of the commissioners? Thank you, Mr. Mitchell. We appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Our next registered guest is Mr. Ken Wright. Ken, if you would go to the podium, give us your name and your address. Okay. Ken Wright, PO Box 324, Silver Creek, Georgia. I stand here tonight once again opposing the bond resolution proposal for the new Rome Middle School. While the price has dropped from approximately $150 million to $100 million, it brings into question how initial estimates could be off by approximately $50 million. It would appear that perhaps at least three quotes should have been sourced rather than only one. Yet the price for the high school is still high for a school that is not needed. The assumption that this school will be funded by ELOS or Education Plus funds, yet there lies the problems because the desire is to fund the school from future ELOS referendums. Apparently there is a misunderstanding of the SPLOS process. The SPLOS process is designed for citizens to vote and voluntarily impose a 1% tax upon themselves for projects they deem valid and desirable and for a limited time, typically three to five years. Basically, voters approve the tax, then the tax is enforced. However, in this current proposal, your goal is to enforce the tax with total disregard to whether citizens and taxpayers are willing to accept this or vote for it. And if the future ELOS don't pass, then your desire is to impose an unlimited tax increase, property tax increase for up to 50 years on citizens. Without the bonds, the Rome City School Board would be provided $55 million from the current ELOS and subsequently $17 million from the state for a total of $72 million. The option for bonds provide monies immediately, but for the proposed $103 million in bonds, $48 million of that has to be paid back in interest. The state still gives $17 million, but the net proceeds from the bond are still $72 million. Basically, you get no more money from the bond option than you would without the bond option. And why is the school so expensive? Well, if you build a new school, you have to adhere to new DOE guidelines than if you renovate or enlarge an existing school. One of these new regulations concerns steel shutters that close over the windows to prevent storm damage or injury. Yet one person closing the shutters can create a completely captive audience of students and teachers unable to escape from a gunman, bullets, fumes, fire, smoke, or bombs. It will, place lives of, it will place the lives of students and teachers at risk. So how do you avoid this ludicrous reg regulation? You don't build a new school. The priorities of athletic facilities for the new middle school are also troubling when academic performance has declined at alarming rates. Coincidentally, your two newest and most expensive schools, Maine Elementary and Anna K. Davy have the lowest academic performance. Confirming a new school will not solve your most urgent problem. I have to question motive. What is the motive for building a new middle school? While actions speak louder than words, motive speaks louder than actions. The motive should be to improve educational attainment for students, provide career direction, train students in a technical skill or trade, and to basically create an independent, self-sustaining individual. Athletic facilities don't accomplish this goal, nor does a new school. If this money was directed toward teachers, para-pros, lunchroom workers, bus drivers, and the ones that truly make the difference in education, we might find these costs more acceptable. Yet no money goes towards any of these people. The intent to spend more money than any school in the history of this county to have nicer athletic facilities at the risk of endangering students' lives while doing nothing to improve academic performance is unacceptable. Whether you believe a new school is needed or not, are you prepared to vote in direct violation of the SPLOS process and ignore the citizens that don't support this nor vote for it? What citizens in here are opposed to these school bonds and the intergovernmental agreements that allow un unlimited tax increases for up to 50 years? Anybody opposed? Stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, our next registered uh, guest is Mr. Ron Swinford. You will give us your name and your address, and you have up to three minutes, sir. Hi, my name's Ron Swinford. I live at 11 Poplar Street, 
And um, coming here today, I'm not sure if any of y'all have heard, we have an election in a few weeks. And the reason I say it that way is because while we've seen a lot about it, and there's signs everywhere, there's a large quantity of this county and this city that still doesn't know where they're voting. In July, you had a meeting in the caucus with Aiken from the election board. And during that meeting, and the reason I know this is because several people were there, um, you, someone asked, well, how are we going to get the word out to, on these changed precincts and where people are voting? The reason I know that was asked is because it was also asked in every public meeting that they did. The number one answer and the only consistent answer we got from them on any question was this. As soon as this is passed, which it was passed in, uh, the changes were passed in August, people will start getting voter cards telling them their new precinct and where they're voting. And it will happen well before voting begins. Just show of hands, how many people in here have gotten a new voter card this year? Exactly. Now I realize y'all have no input in this, except there's six of you up here running. East Rome's voting in a new location this year. Do they know that? I bet a large quantity of them don't. There are large parts of the city and the county that have no idea where they're voting. I live in Salonese. I have been constantly on top of this. I've put the word out. I guarantee you still 50% of the people think we're voting at the Baptist Church where we voted for 50 years. Instead, they've moved us into a city district at the, at the um, Civic Center. You have city and county voting together in two separate buildings, one at the Civic Center, one out at Glenwood. I don't have to tell you from your experience with selling these in the last few years, y'all are not the most loved board in the county <laughs> out there. If the new system doesn't work the way it's supposed to, there's a legitimate chance that people from Selenese and Glenwood can vote in your elections. Do you want that? I'm pretty sure you don't. Now, we've tried to bring this up with the county. I'm going tomorrow night to the county. I have an email right now from, uh, that I received before the meeting started from the county manager. It forwards something from Aiken that says that, believe it or not, a brand new computer system that they're using isn't working quite right. <laughs> now, that's with two places voting today. What's going to happen when the county goes wide and live on election day? Now, we all know there are certain people in this community. We all love early voting, but some people are not going to early vote. So that's something for y'all to think about. Thank you. Mary Underwood. Is Miss Underwood here? Not here. Thank you. We have no resolutions. Nothing on first reading. Uh, nothing on second reading. Nothing continued on first reading. We do have uh, three public hearings. Hey, Mr. Director, if you will. Thank you, Madam Mayor. We do have three items for you tonight. The first is a special use permit request for uh, an adult daycare to be located at 27 Roseway Circle. 
the property is on high density traditional residential, excuse me. This is the property outlined. It's off of North Broad Street in North Rome. Uh, the property is a three bedroom, one bathroom house, approximately 1,100 square feet. Uh, the applicant is seeking to, as I said, to have an adult daycare with up to 12 potential clients and two caregivers. Uh, the clients would be a mix of um, mobile patients as well as some possibly wheelchair bound. Uh, you might even have a couple of uh, dementia patients potentially per the applicant. The, at the property is just over a quarter acre in size. Uh, this is it again and with the zoning map. This is the application itself. Uh, the applicant reported that he's been attempting to rent the house as a residence and has not had much luck. And this is a, an alternative. These are pictures provided by the applicant. site plan of the property provided by the applicant. Uh, we had several questions from the fire marshal's office, so I posed those to the applicant. They are answered here. It does explain what sorts of clientele they were planning to recruit. Uh, they do have plans to possibly move to a bigger location if this is successful, if more of a commercial location. This is a essentially a trial run. These are pictures that we took when we put the signs out, uh, about the same thing you've already seen. Uh, we did have concerns about the ingress and egress to the property as this is a uh, winding road that services the house. Uh, it is quite narrow. This is coming off the hill there. The road winds around the trees you can see to the left. Uh, the only parking is gravel, uh, which is not ideal for anybody who might be in a wheelchair. Um, there, the only way for a wheelchair to potentially get in and out of the house would be through the back door. Uh, getting up those front steps would be quite problematic. <coughs> this is looking back down towards Broad Street. Across the street. And staff had multiple concerns as we felt this was an overuse of the property. Um, 14 people in an 1,100 square foot house, especially if some of them have mobility issues, uh, we felt was excessive. Um, this does come with a staff recommendation of denial and a unanimous recommendation of denial from the Planning Commission. Thank you. Thank you, sir. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here tonight to speak in favor of? Do we have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Hearing or seeing none, I'll declare the public hearing closed. Mr. Commissioner. Madam Mayor, I make a motion that we deny the special use permit for this adult daycare at this property. I have a motion to deny. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. Do I have any discussion? 
Bryce, are, are there any federal protections associated with adult? So it would require licensing from the state, and the state does require, I believe, what, 35 square feet per individual, um, which they do meet, technically. And so, but and, and do they sleep? They, this would be daycare only okay. Okay. from, I believe, 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. Any other questions? Bryce, did the uh, applicant show up for the planning commission? Yes, sir, he did. As a matter of fact, he has a PowerPoint presentation here that I've got. But it didn't show up here. Uh, he, he was displeased with how planning commission went. And uh, we, we discussed it, and I have not heard a peep out of him since. Okay, any other discussion? With the adult daycare services, did he, in his plan, did he mention how they were, when they transport them, are they going to be using public transportation, buses, vans? So he did not, either did not know or did not share with us anything related to what sort of care the people would be given. Uh, he was more of the business side of the operation. Uh, as a matter of fact, most of his pre presentation here, uh, it's about his former business successes from selling peanuts in China to various other things. <laughs> Uh, as well as timber. Bryce? Yes, sir. Bryce, did you make the recommendation to the Planning Commission? I did, yes, sir. And what was your reason? What was your take on it? I, I felt like it was an excessive use of the property. Um, that would be the highest number of people in probably any house in North Rome of that size in square footage. One bathroom. With one bathroom for all of them. Okay, any other uh, discussion from the here? None. Okay, Mr. Clark, if you will, please call the roll. Madam Mayor, can I just uh, so a vote yes is to deny the application? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say that again. This is to deny. This is the, this this vote is to deny the application. Yes, denies. Yes, denies. Yes, yes, denies. Okay. Everybody clear? Okay, Mr. Clark. Commissioner Cochran. Yes. Bojo. Yes. Beeman. Yes. Dolls. Yes. Yes. Ask you. Yes. Collins. Yes. McDaniel. Yes. Request denied. Okay, thank you. Okay, Mr. Director. Yes, ma'am. Our next item for you this evening is file Z23-10-04. The request is to rezone from high-density traditional residential to multifamily residential for the property at 703 South Broad Street. This is it, outlined in teal. We're right next to the elementary school, and on the other side is a senior care facility. Uh, the house you see in this picture has burned down, so this is now a vacant lot. Uh, you also have a church directly across uh, South Broad Street. The request is to rezone to allow for a townhouse development. Uh, I've met with the applicant multiple times before he submitted, um, and he gave me a rough idea of what his plans were, and I told him, if you'll make one or two concessions, we'll work with you and staff will support you. This is a site plan that they provided. It does show 18 townhouses. Excuse me, let me zoom out just a little bit more. Um, with parking in the rear behind them. Uh, this is nice because it's walkable to the elementary school as well as to multiple churches. And there is a park down in South Rome as well. Uh, it's a good use, a good example of infill development, adding more uh, homes to our existing infrastructure that we've already paid for. Uh, this is the staff report itself. The application. This is looking in from South Broad Street. You can see the school up on the left and a little bit of the nursing home on the right. <coughs> the school. 
Directly across the street, you have a bus stop. Looking south towards Blacksburg Road. Some of the new homes in the area. Uh, this did come with a staff recommendation of approval with a condition. We discussed the uh, condition with the applicant before he even submitted the application and got his approval on it. That condition is that every other home along South Broad Street faces the road. We asked that the townhouses face the road as well. He was very agreeable to the idea, and so based on that, staff will uh, honor our word, and staff recommends approval with that condition. Thank you, sir. At this time, I'll declare the uh, public hearing open. Do I have anyone here to speak in favor of? Okay. Do I have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Okay, sir, if you come to the podium, you have up to 10 minutes. There's no one here to speak in opposition of. Give us your name and your address, please. My name is Scott McLean, uh, 116 Linton Street, Woodstock, Georgia. I'm the owner of the property, and I didn't have anything to say other than to introduce myself and just say that it's been a pleasure working with Bryce with the few recommendations he did have. We're happy to take into consideration to make the project work. I think it's an excellent opportunity to provide some housing close to the elementary school close to downtown and uh, just look forward to working with any, anybody else that has any concerns. Thank you, sir. Okay, there's no one here to speak in opposition of, so at this time I'll declare the public hearing closed. Uh, Mr. Commissioner. Madam Mayor, I make a motion that we approve this rezoning from high density traditional residential to multifamily residential. Okay, I have a motion. Do I have a second? Second. I have a motion and a second. Do we have any discussion? From, yeah. from my left. I see. Okay, go ahead, Commissioner. So Dunn. would you consider amending your motion to, con to include the condition? We can certainly do that. They've all been agreed to. So the motion would be to approve the rezoning with the conditions as stated. Thank you. Second that a motion. Okay, you agree with. Okay, anything else? Yes, and uh, can I ask the, the rental rates? Uh, we hadn't decided on any of that. We hadn't gone as far as to determine like what the rental rates would be, or mm -hmm. if we're going to keep them or sell them as fee simple um, properties. We hadn't gone there. Okay. Um, Thank you. Okay, anybody else on my left? Yes, sir. What's the time frame? How big are these apartments going to be? Uh, the, the original square footage came back on the plan somewhere between 13 and 1,650 square feet. Um, That's a good size. So we, <coughs> we did choose two-car garage, but I do want to do some market analysis to see if the two-car garage. I don't want to overbuild the property and have to charge more than, than what, you know, or, or overbuild it in square footage where the size of the bottom up. I think that we could do a single-car garage, front uh, rear entry, single-car garage, and still build a proper Thank you. Anybody else on my left? Uh, exterior materials. Uh, the front was proposed to be, um, or the things that we were looking at was um, some form of shape and board batten on the front, and then already siding in the sides. Great. Thank you. Uh, if there wasn't any restrictions on the rent or anything like that, and if there was, we had to work with that would be front, form of shape, and board batten, and then the sides would be Thank you. 
Any other uh, discussion on my left? Okay. All right, okay. Please, I mean, let, let me ask the audience, if you will, if you could please uh, hold your comments down because it's interfering with us here and up here. So we'd appreciate that very much. Thank you. Any discussion on my right? Bryce, what about the close proximity to the school? How many feet? How many feet is it? I'm sorry, I don't know off the top of my head. So it wasn't necessary for a buffer or anything of the kind? There's not. No, okay. sir. Anything else on my just uh, out of curiosity, Bryce, I know we've had a couple of other apartments in the city mm -hmm. uh, where the fire marshal had a lot of questions about ingress, egress, being able to get the trucks in. Mm -hmm. uh, I assume that has been looked at. Her comment was, as of right now, I have no concerns, but I need to see more detailed plans. So that was the last I heard. Okay, hearing none. If you will, Mr. Clark. Commissioner Cochran. Yes. Bojo. Yes. Beeman. Yes. Dawes. Yes. Quick. Yes. Askew. Yes. Collins. Yes. McDaniel. Yes. Thank you. Motion carries. Mr. Director. Yes, ma'am. We have one last item for you tonight. That is file Z23-10-05. It requests rezoning from light industrial to community commercial. For the property located at the 101 John Davenport Drive, uh, Rome, Georgia 30161, uh, this is the property outlined in teal. Uh, as you know, quite a bit of John Davenport Drive is in the floodplain. <coughs> Let me clarify that the applicant is only asking to, to rezone the southern portion that is developed. Uh, I also want to go ahead and mention that the applicant is out of state. We spoke to him this morning from uh, South Dakota, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, this is... Uh, the zoning map of the area, there is already community commercial immediately across 2nd Avenue there. Uh, the reason for the request, the applicant currently has multiple businesses on the property, including a fueling station and a gun store just moved out. Um, this would allow for a, uh, a massage therapist. Uh, massage therapists are typically not allowed in light industrial. Um, This is just to give him greater marketability of the property. This is looking in from the road. The building that goes up back up to the railroad tracks. Looking further out, John Davenport. Directly across at the part he does not wish to rezone. Uh, this does come with a staff recommendation of approval. Okay, thank you, Mr. Director. At this time, I'll declare the public hearing open. Do we have anyone here to speak in favor of? Do we have anyone here to speak in opposition of? Seeing no, oh, yes, okay. We'll go to the podium, give us your name and your address, please. Hi, Vincent Mendes, 201 East 3rd Avenue, Rome, Georgia. Uh, I'm not specifically opposed to this, and I wasn't aware of this before I, I heard it read out, but just um, speaking as a, um, as a doctor of chiropractic who has a very, very, very high respect for the field of massage therapy, I think that I wanted to um, make the commission aware that there is a, a stark difference between licensed massage therapists who are licensed by the Secretary of State of Georgia versus people who are working off license and just saying that they're doing massage. 
So, so I think it would be appropriate when and if you have opportunity to, to approve or make zoning regulations or anything like that, to be specific that you allow licensed massage therapists to practice massage therapy and that you uh, do not permit unlicensed uh, practitioners to claim to be doing massage because that can end up bringing some of the wrong elements into a neighborhood. I have nothing to say about Bryce's recommendations for or against this particular project, though. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, at this time I will declare the public hearing closed. Uh, Mr. Commissioner. Yes, Madam Mayor, I would like to make a motion that we approve the rezoning from light industrial to community commercial. Okay, I have a motion to approve. Do I have a second? Second. Okay, I have a motion and a second. Do I have any discussion? We'll start on my left. Okay, seeing none, do I have any discussion from anyone on my right? Yes, um, Bryce, the um, current business that's located there, would it fit in the uh, community commercial yes. zoning? Yes, sir. Okay. Bryce, was it any concern of yours of the multitude of businesses that could go in there? Uh, community commercial does allow for the widest variety of potential uses, yes, sir, uh, and not all of them are great. Um, that, that, that is always a concern anytime anybody wants community commercial. Um, yes, sir. Could ding ding machines go in there? They could. <laughs> oh. Can we make an amendment to the motion to disallow ding ding machines in, on this particular parcel? We've done it at least once in the past. Yes, we've we done have. it before. So, so how, what was the wording of that amendment in the past? Uh, I wish Frank was here. Frank came up with yeah, it. Yeah, um, I, I don't recall the exact wording. Corn operated? Corn Are they corn operated? <laughs> it was gaming machine. Corn operated machines. machines. State of Georgia calls them coin-operated amusement machines. That's correct. There you go. Sounds good to me. Disallow coin-operated amusement machines at this location, this parcel. So then I will amend my motion stating that we will approve the community commercial with the exception of no coin-operated machines. Amusement? Amusement machines. Okay. Okay. We have. I have a motion and a second. Okay. Do I have any further discussion? Anyone on my left? Anyone on my right? Okay, Mr. Clark, if you would please call the roll. Commissioner Cochran. Yes. Bojo. Yes. Beeman. Yes. Dawes. Yes. Quick. Yes. Ask you. Yes. Collins. Yes. McDaniel. Yes. Thank you. Motion carries. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Director. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Uh, Mr. Clark. Uh, no report other than to remind everyone that this will be our last meeting before our November 7th general election, and we are 
in week two of three weeks of early voting. Uh, in addition to the election office located in the same building as the health department, we're also having early voting at the Civic Center this week. And next week, early voting will be at the Anthony Center in Garden Lakes. Uh, we also still have a Saturday and Sunday early voting ahead of us. And again, election day will be November 7th. Thank you, sir. Mr. Manager. Thank you, Madam Mayor. Just a brief announcement. Um, in light of the upcoming observance of Veterans Day on Friday, November the 10th, we're going to have some change to the uh, garbage schedule. So Monday and Tuesday, garbage, yard waste, and recycling <coughs> will be serviced as normal. The Thursday and Friday routes will both be picked up on Thursday, November the 9th, for garbage and recycling only. And then lastly, we will close the Walker Mountain Landfill on Friday, November the 10th. And that concludes my report, madam. Thank you, sir. Question, Mr. Manager, if I may. Yes, sir. Mr. Manager, any thoughts along the lines without interfering with the election people that we could help the citizens out for us, their whereabouts, they might go and vote here in the city? Yes, in terms of helping with the marketing message? Yes. Is that Yes, sir. And um, I'd made a note of that earlier to talk to uh, Doug and our um, Christy Kent about what we might could do to help. And I know I think we probably already have access to some materials that we can push out on our social media. So we will definitely endeavor to do that. Thank you for that. There you go. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Attorney. No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. I have no report tonight. Commissioner Cochran. No report, Madam Mayor. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Bojo. Community Redevelopment Committee uh, has rescheduled their meeting. It will meet Wednesday, November 1st, 2 o'clock in the Sam King Room. And Water and Sewer Committee will meet Thursday, November 2nd, 9 a.m. in the Sam King Room. And that concludes my report. Thank you. Commissioner Beeman. Um, the Public Works Transit Committee will meet Wednesday, November the 8th at 10 o'clock a.m. in the Sam King Room. And under Keep Wrong Floyd Beautiful, there is a 4-H for candy wrapper challenge that has been well received in the community. And uh, listed, uh, Hannah has sent out an email listing some donations that she, uh, we would really appreciate if we could have some participation in helping her collect those items to be able to give awards out to the students who actually kept their candy wrappers and did a poster contest. And Madam Mayor, that concludes my report. Okay, thank you, Madam Commissioner. Okay, Commissioner Dowse. Thank you, Mayor. Uh, Development Oversight Committee will meet Tuesday, November 7th at 10 a.m. in the Sam King Room. And under Trails and Rivers, um, if you haven't been out to the new Mount Berry Trail, you have missed a very special trail. That's a beautiful area. It's behind our post office. You just drive right by the post office, and there's a, a parking lot. And right now, it's an out and back. It's about two miles. And then you turn around, you come back. Well, next spring, we're going to connect that trail to the Almerchie Bypass. That's a real big deal in the trail world, and it's exciting news. So um, <clears throat> if you haven't been out there, check it out. This weather is beautiful. It may not be beautiful in these chambers, but outside today was a beautiful day. So uh, check out our trails. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Quick. Thank you, Madam Mayor. The Downtown Candidate Forum is going to be held this Friday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here in the Commission Chambers. And also the Downtown Development Authority will meet Thursday, November 9th 
at 8.30 a.m. in the Carnegie Training Room. And the Rome Floyd Planning Commission will meet Thursday, November 2nd, 2.30 p.m. in the Sam King Room. And that concludes my report, Madam Mayor. All right, thank you, sir. Commissioner Askew. No report. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Collins. We will not be having the general administration meeting on October 24th, but we will conduct our uh, pension committee meeting at 11 o'clock a.m. in the Carnegie uh, Training Room. Um, and that's my report. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. Commissioner <coughs> Oh, yeah, hold on one second, Madam Mayor. I'm sir. sorry. I know I was thinking about something. Joe, we uh, had a committee on committee meeting today, and uh, we have two historical preservation uh, possibilities that are coming forward. And Joe, if you give us those names, I'd like to place those on first reading. Here, we'd, yes, we'd like to nominate Mr. Sam Moss and Ms. Taisha Lytle to serve on the HPC. Again, nomination tonight with a plan for a vote on November 13th. I ask that those be placed on first reading, Madam Mayor. All right, they're on first reading. Thank you, sir. Okay. <coughs> Is that all, Commissioner Collins? Yes, it is. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Commissioner. Thank you, Madam Mayor. <clears throat> Tourism Committee will meet Wednesday, October 25th at 11.45 at the Rome Area History Center. And, Madam Mayor, if I could just say one more thing. At the last Tourism Committee meeting and at the Parks and Rec Committee um, and then a couple of other meetings I've been in in the community, um, the homeless situation is getting to the point where it is problematic for our merchants. Uh, we've got people sleeping in doorways, parks and rec. They're sleeping in some of the uh, uh, restroom facilities, and they're doing some damage. And um, I know we talked about it two or three years ago. We put a couple of ordinances in place through public safety. But that is an issue that is affecting everybody at all walks of life and I've, I've been involved with Nami and Bonnie Moore a little bit so many of those people have mental health issues and uh, we have dropped the ball in this community when they closed that hospital uh, it created a vacuum and we've done nothing to fill that vacuum and um, I, I just want all of us to be mindful uh, and to be thinking about solutions I know we did something with the housing uh, with the Salvation, uh, with the uh, United Way, but um, I think that's an issue, and we may not all agree on solutions, but we've got to go back and revisit that as a city commission because it's affecting everybody in our community. And that's all I have, Madam Mayor. Okay, thank you, sir. With that, we are adjourned. <laughs>